And we're back. Another episode of the MDM Podcast. Joe Morales, Trevor Markowski here on this Friday, the last Friday in January. Trevor, how you doing today? I'm doing good. How about uh, you? I'm doing all right. We got a little bit of baseball news. We got a little bit of football news. And, of course, the carnival at the end, which I am can't wait to have the funnel cakes and the ice cream pops and everything that goes along with the carnival. But we got to start with the baseball, and we got to start with the New York Mets because they made a trade earlier this week. They sent Steven Matz to Toronto for two prospects and Sean Reed Foley, who happens to be a former prospect. And here's the deal, Trevor. You you could tell me what you think of him in a second because I'm sure you have your own opinion of him. Steven Matz is not a good pitcher. I don't think I'm saying anything crazy when I tell you that. But you get two top 30 prospects out of this for, 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 for Steven Matz. Two top 30 plus Sean Reed Foley who was a former top prospect in himself, for what the Mets got back for Steven Matz, they got everything they could have, and they got a really, really good deal with the Toronto Blue Jays. So, the two prospects they got back, I saw one was like 27, what was the other one? 28. Okay, so, uh, the two prospects I like, 27, 28. Now, Reed Foley has had a little bit of time in the major leagues, and when he's been in here, he's struggled. He's yes. not been that great. So, it's not hasn't it's only been you know a couple but he's struggled when he's been up here. But so. he's a former top prospect. Yeah, so it seems like he might not be as good as they say, but could be a back end of rotation guy. He could be a a candidate. It's like one of those guys who's like a change of scenery. He just all he needs is a change of scenery to to unlock his full potential. He's been a top prospect before across all the minor league levels. And a couple of years ago, the Blue Jays were really excited about this kid, and he just hasn't been able to pan it out at the major league level. But what do you think about Steven Matz? I just don't think he was all that good, and the Mets really didn't need him. I agree. Sorry, Joe. I was taking a sip of water. No, all, all good. So you don't, you don't like um, Steven Matz? You know, no. You know, may, may, maybe he needed it out of New York. That's possible. Me? Um, you know, I, I just think that, you know, he puts together – I'll say this about him. He can put a good stretch together, like, you know, a couple of – maybe a couple of six or seven starts here. He does really good. Mm-hmm. Or, you know – a half of a season or a quarter of a season, but mm-hmm. you can't put it all together for 162 games. Right, and at the beginning of his career, he was at, he was a, a top prospect in himself, so there was some traction of him when he came up at around 2015. And but he's shown flashes. That's what I'm saying. He At the time he shoot some flashes, there were other points where when you got longer into his career as he progressed, he actually got worse. And last year, whether you're 60-game season, you, you consider that or not, a 70 ERA in any year, that's just unacceptable. Yeah, but but I, I, you're right, he has shown flashes. The only thing I would say, too, is even as his later career, go back two or three years ago, he had like a good two months uh, of the season, a couple of stretches before. So he's shown flashes for a short period of time that he can be really good. Definitely. And he's got the stuff. I've heard Metfed tell me that it's just him lacking confidence, which can be true. And just like Sean Reed Foley, a change of scenery might do it. A change of scenery... It, it sounds pretty simple and it sounds pretty boring, but if you're struggling in a big city like New York and going to a smaller area like Toronto, it's it's different, it's it's a change, and most of the time it works out good in favor of the player. But not as much pressure. No, there's not as much pressure in Toronto as there's in New York City. I completely agree with you there. But let's call it like it is. Steven Matz is a five-starter on, a t- on, on, a, on any given team. But with state of the Mets right now, they have three number two starters with Marcus Stroman, Noah Syndergaard, Carlos Carrasco. There's three of them. And with Bauer on the horizon, I want to get into him in a few minutes because this ties in with Bauer. Well, Joe, you were going nuts. Everybody was going nuts. Oh, my God, this is for Bauer. Ah, might be. It might be. I, I, I don't like to say that. I just like to take a look at the deal itself and not worry about other factors. But it could it, be. It really it could be, yes. It, it's, it's a good chance it is because why else would they get – Rid of depth when well, starting pitching. Well, that's been one of the wor- one of their problems the past couple of years. Well, I, I would say this. I don't know if they get. It doesn't mean they're going to get him. Nobody said that. I think the only reason why they got rid of him is that they know that they think they think they have a good chance of getting him. Not that they're they, going to get. No, my thing is, why would they get rid of him if they didn't see themselves getting him? You don't. I, you, don't I, you don't just trade away starting I, pitching depth yeah. when a team that's been dealing with injuries for the past fifteen years. That's what I'm saying. I think they have a, a good chance of getting him. That's why they made the trade. Doesn't mean they are going to get him. You know, somebody else could outbid him. That's possible. But, I th- I know. think with this trade, since they've sent him away, they need to get him. 
Well, it's 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 like a priority now. They need to get him well, now that Steven Matz is gone. A couple nights ago, we were down to four teams. We were down to the Angels, Mets, Dodgers, and um, Blue Jays. Blue Jays. And the Angels seem to be they seem to fall out. Mm-hmm. So it seems like they're out of it now. Mm-hmm. So now you're down now you're down to the Mets, Dodgers, and the Toronto. Mm-hmm. And you know you know there could be a late team coming in. You don't know. Mm-hmm. It could 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 happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like to me, you know. Uh, well, the Dodgers, they didn't re-sign Jack Peterson. You know, could that be saving money for Bow? It's possible. I think I'd save money for Justin Turner, actually. Because that, that's the one guy that's not signed, and he, he's he been rumored to go back to the Dodgers for a while. Yeah. Now, it, now it's, I would say that not signing Jack Peterson is saving money for somebody. Yeah. Well, whether it's Justin Turner or, or Trevor Bow, we're not in the Dodgers organization. We have no clue. But I'll tell you this about the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays have done everything to blow my mind, whether it's signed Springer when they need obvious pitching depth, whether it's trade for Steven Matz, who I'm so happy they have Steven Matz, because as Yankee fans, we now get to watch him 19 times a year. Hopefully he pitches a lot, because with the Yankee righty-dominated lineup, it's going to be so fun playing this guy. It's going to be so fun. He has not perform- He hasn't performed that great against the Yankees when he's been with the Mets. Well, I mean, there's only a handful of games. How many games could he have played against the Yankees? Started four or five. Yeah, but that's not a good sample size. I, I I get that. I'm just going off what I've what I've you know the small sample size I've seen. He yeah. hasn't done that great. But, so you know, could change. Yeah. So would you would you narrow it down to the dot to no the, the to the Blue Jays and Mets like I would? Well, I'd say this first of all, you can't write off Toronto. You know, they they they're liable to do anything. They're crazy, yeah. You can't write them off. You can't can't write off the Mets, and. You can't write off the Dodgers because the Dodgers and the Yankees, they have the money. They can sign anybody they but want. But I just don't so see that I, why the Dodgers would want him. I get you want to have a great starting rotation, but they kind of already have that. But why did the Yankees need Stanton? Because they were coming off of a yeah, not really not expected need... playoff run with with I, a bad team. I get that, but you know they didn't really need. I mean, was it really at that big of a need? But that, okay, but that's a trade they couldn't pass up, and actually going out there and paying money for a starting pitcher. I see it as two different things. I, I get that, but my thing is, is that you know, like I said, with the, if you tell me the Dodgers, the Yankees, or anybody, one of those two teams is in on a player with their kind of money, mm-hmm. you can never rule them out. Sure, I just don't see it as an obvious need for the Dodgers. I don't see it, but you know, it sounds like to me that you know the Dodgers are. A little bit aggressive in going after him. I get it, but if he wants thirty-five million dollars a year, not just over a couple years, a year, does that turn off any big market teams who don't want to go over the luxury tax? It's it's happened with the Yankees. I could see it happening with the Dodgers, but teams like the Blue Jays that have a couple of dollars to spend, they might give him that kind of money. That's why I'm not so like sold on him going to the Mets because. The Mets have the money now. I understand with Steve Cohen, but they've spent a lot this offseason. And so are the Blue well, Jays, but they're playing with house money. All those guys, Biggio, uh, B- Bichette, Guerrero, they're on house money. They're not under contract yet. Well, I I would agree with you that, but, you know, you know, Yankees are out of him. You know, maybe that's something to do with the money. They haven't been involved in him for the whole offseason. I so, just think, th- but th- for anyone, not just the Yankees, $35 million is too much for him. I agree, but you know it looks like he's going to get away with it. it. Looks like somebody's going to sign him with that, right? Because there's three three teams that are going after him, and you know it, it seems like to me that we are coming towards a conclusion of yes. where he's going to sign. I would say by Super Bowl Sunday, I think he signed. Because you got to remember, was... we're almost at spring training now. He wants to know where he's going, where he's going to buy a house, where he's going to report the camp. He needs to get to know this stuff. I agree. So I would say maybe I would say maybe the next week or so I think we're going to know where he's going to go. Well, we've learned. Good. And then I think after that the other dominoes will fall after that. Yes, with with who? Because we got Real Muto off the board now. You're talking like Ozuna and guys like that. Yeah, those guys. All right, and we do know that the Mets have made an offer. We don't know what kind of offer it is. It's supposedly short term, so we're talking two or three years. And here's my exception. If the Mets can get Trevor Bauer on a one-year deal, a two-year deal, or a three-year deal, then go ahead and pay him north of $30 million because that's a short-term commitment. And for a guy like Bauer who's been shaky for his entire career, I don't want to get in bed with him just yet. But so, but, he's been, but 
He's shown flashes of being very, very good. Flashes, but he's not consistent. He's not a consistent enough starter enough no, he, he, to get that kind of got, money. But he has gotten better over the recent years. Has he though? Uh, last year I gave him a pass. You know that was sixty game season. Mm-hmm. You know. So what was the year before the, that? The year before that wasn't that good. The, the only mm-hmm. problem I have him is I think he has a little bit of a anger issue. Is, is my thing. You know, he just takes the ball and just throws it over center field, and mm-hmm. that that I don't like. Is it that too? And his Twitter presence. He, no, you're, you're not on there, but he is. Uh, let's I just say his, he gets into some confrontations on that. We'll, just, we'll, well leave it that. I've heard his Twitter presence. You know, hey, he has a right to say what he wants right. to say. Mm-hmm. Now, no, I agree with that. But you know, I, you know. But do the Twitter Mets presence, want that as like the face of the organization? Uh, well, like I said before, you got to take the good talent with the with the baggage. Do you though? Do they really need Trevor Bauer? Well, they got the Grom. Syndergaard's coming back at some point this year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Strowman. Uh, you got, who else? Matt Peterson. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, oh. I, I think, like I said before, with the Steven Matz trade, you were, you're taking depth away from your t- rotation, and I do think that the Mets are going to end up signing him. Whether it's for the yeah, long-term right? deal like we don't like, or the short short term deal, they're gonna get him in some way, shape, or form. I would think they're the favorites, but I feel like they have to be. Is what I'm trying to say. Do Do you agree with me? They have to be the favorites now. Oh yeah, I just say like, I don't have to pick them. I don't have to pick them to get that. Right, but I think they're the favorites. I'm just trying but... to think. Would I give him a five year deal of thirty five million? I don't think I would. How many years would you give him? Uh, how old is he? 29. 29. I would give him four years, 30 million. I don't think I'd do it. I don't want to, I don't want to get in bed with a guy that's shaky. That, that's just, oh. listen, it's just me. It's just me. But three years max for me, if, if Trevor Bauer is willing to do three years at like $32 million, I'll sign up right now. I, is I that give, fair? I would, yeah, four thirty would be my limit. Okay. That would be. There we go. So, Trevor Bauer is going to sign pretty soon, whether it's this week or next week. I think before spring training, he signed. But the Mets weren't the only team in town making moves. The Yankees signed Darren O'Day to replace Adam Avino, and I'm happy with it. I'm willing to say that with Darren O'Day being 38 years old, because everywhere Darren O'Day's gone, he's a great pitcher. He's performed there, whether it's Los Angeles with the Mets. The Rangers, the Orioles, or the Braves, everywhere he's gone, he's been a reliable relief pitcher. How many guys can you say that about? Not too many. So what did you think Not of the sign? I, I like this. I think it's a better. I think it's an upgrade. I do too. Uh, and much cheaper. And now you got Britton, you got Chapman, you got O'Day, you have Chad Green. Chad Green. I know you can throw another youngster in the, the ballpen if you mm-hmm. want to. Right. Uh, that really solidifies the ballpen. Mm-hmm. But... Isn't just this? Isn't this just Brian Cashman's brilliance? You traded Adam Ottavino, who's owed nine million dollars, and he signed a better pitcher to replace him for less. Two and a half million. Adam, uh, not him. Brian Cashman is probably the best. Should I imagine this league? He pulls off moves like this, and unlike Adam Ottavino, who over time I've started to dislike, Darren O'Dell get it done in the playoffs. I know he will. Yeah, and they still have most of that money they keep just in case. Well, whether it's Brett Gardner, who I think is is wanting around like three million dollars, or I'd That's sign right. up right now to do that. Would you do that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's not going to be Tanaka because he's so much fan. That's so. so unfortunate, dude. I know. I know. But hey, for, for, as a Yankee fan, at least we don't have to face against him. Right. Maybe he'll come back in a few years. M- maybe. How long's the deal? I thought it was only a one-year deal. That that single's right there. I think he wants to return. On Instagram, he posted a picture of him at that stadium where I think he's on the monkeys. I don't know what I don't, I don't know. Or, or the, or the Eagles. Eagles. The Eagles. The, Eagle. the Golden Eagles. He was there. He still had his Yankee jacket on. You know, I I, I think he only signed a one year deal because I think he wants. I, I think there's a desire that he wants to return. He definitely like, does. Or something like I will. I'll be back. Teams offered him more money. One team actually offered him to be a closer, which I think is pr- pretty hilarious. They wanted to close games. But one-year deal, the 
the Yankees p- starting pitching being a little shaky. It's kind of like Dep- it's kind of it it's, it's, it's in a book. He's, he's going to come back. Uh, depends how this year goes with the starting rotation. Yeah, but next year, if things don't work out with starting pitching again, he needs to be back here, dude. There's no excuses. And I think he wants to come back. Definitely. He definitely does. He loved being here so much, he turned down every other offer that any other team offered him. That's loyalty. Just, yeah, it's just a shame that the Yankees couldn't, you know, re-sign him. But they could have. This, this is they, my problem. I I know we just spent five minutes loving Brian Cashman, but this is the problem with him. It, he, The Yankees don't seem to have, like, a, a like a concept of, like, society and what feelings well, are. Because that is a Yankee for life. That is loyalty. You can't bring well, him back. He's a good clubhouse guy. I agree. Well, first of all, you know, <laughs> did they overlook everybody else because they were focusing on signing LeMay? That's possible. Mm-hmm. And I took a little bit longer than expected. But that's no excuse. You're a general manager. You should be able to multitask. See, but no, no. You're a general manager. You have to multitask. Come on. I agree, but you, you know they didn't make any moves before the LeMahieu one. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it. Oh, except we signed him, but I'll give you that one. But I didn't see any moves before LeMahieu. I saw after LeMahieu, but not before LeMahieu. Mm-hmm. So that, that singles to me right there, you know. They didn't really think of, they weren't going to do anything until after they re-signed LeMahieu, and they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but I, I think... Brian Cashman woke up in, in, in mid-January to make some moves. My, my thing was that, you know, maybe it's not cash. Maybe he didn't know from ownership how much he could spend. Well, do you think you think him and ownership have, like, a disconnect now? That, no, would, be some, just, that would be some scandal. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, you know, maybe maybe he was... Maybe because of the COVID virus, ownership told him, we don't know how much you're able to spend this year. Mm-hmm. And maybe they had, maybe they finally gave him the word that you could spend X amount, and he spent it on LeMahieu and all this and that. That's certainly possible. I guess. That's why. The, but that if, was my, the, if, no the, if if that happened though, that's like that's that's an inept organization. You got to establish how much you can spend to begin of the off season. Because God forbid they lost LeMahieu or they did upgrade the rotation. Well, I'm telling you, ripping them. I tell you this, they got to because of the COVID virus, they got away with him not signing him for that long. Right. They got away with that. Well, they got him for less too, but that's also that's another another example of loyalty. He took less money to be here for an extra year. That's loyalty. Teach me, he wants to be here. We're seeing this trend that and look, players want to be even, here. And he even said he had unfinished business after last season. Who uh, DJ? Of, yeah, wants to win a championship. Poor guy. Yeah, he, he wants to win. Yeah. And you know what? To be, and he said because he didn't win a championship, unfinished business. Yeah. I, I love to hear that. Love it. I absolutely love it. I love when my players want to win championships. Isn't it great? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Joe, jo, I just received this news. I don't know if you saw it just before we went on. Did you see that Daniel Murphy is retiring? I did. A couple of years ago, I thought the Yankees should sign him, but great career for Daniel Murphy. You know, he had a good career. Le- good I- lefty contact bat. He would have been great as a Yankee, right? Yeah, just that. I thought he was going to do very well in Colorado. Just that, you know. Injuries came, whittled him through his Colorado career. Right, he was he was a good Met. He was a pretty good National, and uh, he was a great National. He was a great National. He's a good Met too. Aside from the the throwing error in the World Series, of course, but other than that, he was a pretty good Met. Yeah, so you know, yeah, he was he had a good career. Yeah, so good good luck in retirement to Daniel Murphy. Great career and yeah. all that. Uh, I want to bring up one more thing on the Yankees because we learned today that Luis Severino is not coming back till late summer which is a huge blow. We have to now have Domingo Herman be a starter for most of the year. And I would say this now, well, with him coming back in the late later years, he's probably not going to have a rotation spot, Severino. Well, first of all, we were expecting June or July, but it seems it's going to be a little bit later. Than yes. That Must have been that bad because he got surgery in February. So we're yeah. talking almost 16 months for a recovery. Yeah. So my thing would be that, you know, you're, you're starting five and they can make a move to trade that line. Mm-hmm. Uh, would be Cole, Kluber, uh, Talion, Garcia, and then do you use an opener for the fifth spot? I'd go with Herman or Schmidt. Probably Herman's oh, gonna earn that spot. I would go. I would go with Schmidt. Well, we got I... some options. Herman, we can go Schmidt. We could go King. Oh, I would take him. I like my King. I'm telling you, I Loisiga. I, I, anything but Herman, I'm telling you, this guy's a distraction to the team. What, what happened? I I don't trust the guy. Could happen again. We both agree they should have cut him. 
They should have caught him. It's it's a big distraction. Then he even said he was going to retire. I mean, what kind of teammate is that? <laughs> I remember that. Now that you bring that up, that was weird. I mean, what kind of teammate is that? You know that that's not a teammate. That that that's just putting yourself first. Well, clearly at the time he was going through some things that, I mean. I don't know. Oh, I, I don't know exactly what it was, but then step, then step away from the game. Then. You don't gotta announce. You don't gotta announce you're retiring on Instagram. Yeah, just step <laughs> away from the game. Then. And he was already away from the game. He was suspended. Yeah, but you know, still, just, just you know, don't don't announce that. Just say, you know, I'm taking some time off. I'll be back next season or something. The like only that, thing so. I would say about that is no one really noticed it. I'd say, like, it wasn't a big deal with the Yankees. Brian Cashman didn't have to address it. Maybe when he comes back, they're gonna ask him questions, and that's maybe that's where you're going with this—that they're gonna bring it up, and he's yeah, gonna have to know, answer it's a questions. Distraction. You know, there's gonna be questions, and you know, it's gonna be all you know. Is he suspended the first three games of next season too? This he, season, he might have a little bit because let he wasn't. It's a sixty-three game suspension. So he might, maybe out thirteen. Games, so it's an eighty-three game suspension. I think he served some of it in twenty nineteen too, right? Maybe, maybe. I think, or was it a sixty-three game suspension? I don't know. I don't know. I gotta, look that up. I gotta look that up right now. Go ahead. I'll just. I'll, I was gonna tell you that Cole Kluber, Talion, probably Herman four and Garcia five. Schmidt will have to be in the bullpen. But here's the deal with Garcia. I don't know if you're listening or not as you look this up, but I'm listening. Debbie Garcia in the future, I see as a bullpen arm. I just don't think he has the stamina, and his stuff is more built as a bullpen arm in the future. That, that's certainly possible. Okay, so he suspended. Uh, 81 games. Okay, and it, okay, so you missed 18 games in 2019. So 81 minus 18. That's... Oh, hold on, there's still, there's still more, there's still more. Oh, okay. 18, and I remember he was at all of last season, which was 60. Mm-hmm. So 60 plus 18 is... 78, three games. Uh, it's 80, what do we got here? It's 81. 80. 81 is it 83? 81? He needs he needs 81. He needs to spend 81. So 81 he's games. He's at 78, so he needs three more games. Yep. So he's going to be out the first three games. That's not even going to bother him because he'll be the four starter. Yeah. So it's not yeah, going to they, affect they'll, him. They'll just call up another bullpen guy for the first three. Yes, exa- exactly. It'll be. It'll, maybe that, maybe Schmidt breaks camp then. Can maybe. he have a spring training if he's suspended? Can he have a spring training if he's suspended? He can work out with the team. I think that's allowed. Can can he play in the spring training game? That I don't know. That I don't know. Uh, it's just a bit. That's a good question. I don't, I don't know because it's only three. Well, Trevor, games. you're the insider. You're supposed to know this stuff. Well, you get all the news. Got, yeah, but you know, I, I look it up. You know, I, I, I don't know that one. They got call Bob Yeah, can not... call your buddy Manfred. Ask him if her mom can do spring training games. I think he should be able to because it's technically not part of the regular season. So then can Robinson Cano come back and play spring training? Well, I don't know, but that seems a little bit different. You know? <laughs> maybe because it's only three-game suspension, he can come back and do it. Yeah, or maybe it's something like the, every case is different or maybe. something like that. The, yeah, I'm sure we'll – I'm going to look into that after the show. On Monday, we'll have an answer for you, okay? Yeah. All right. So one more thing on the Yankees and Mets. The top 100 prospects came out yesterday for MLB.com. Jason Dominguez for the Yankees is at 32. Clark Schmidt is at 88. So they bumped off Debbie Garcia. I don't know how the heck you bump. How do you bump Debbie off after what he did last year? Maybe day? they bumped Debbie off because he had major league service time or something like no, that. No, but it doesn't exclude him from being a prospect. How do you bump Debbie off? I don't off? know how this you bump. After what he did last year, you bumped Debbie off? That's a rigged system. That's awful. Yeah, or maybe because it's only including people who did not serve in the major leagues. But, yet. But that's not oh. how they go by. They they have to meet some kind of requirement. Uh, he, maybe he met the requirements. He needs to know. hit like he needs to hit sixty five innings. I don't think he hit sixty five innings last year. Uh, I don't know. I it don't looks know. like he hit thirty four innings last year. He should yeah, be there. Well, that's yeah, embarrassing. Yeah, that shame on them. they got you bumped Debbie Garcia off after what he did last year. Yeah, come on, man. I'm insulted. Me too. As for the Mets. Francisco Alvarez, the catcher, is number 48. Ronnie Maruccio, the shortstop, is 67. Matthew Allen, the third-round pick from 2019, is 75. And Brett Beatty, who was the first-round pick from 2019, is 94. So the Mets actually have more double the prospects of the Yankees, but they're kind of like at the bottom of the list, so they're the lower uh, half okay, of the sure. prospects. Can I guess the number one prospect uh, this year? Sure. 
Is it Wander Franco? It is, Tampa? but th- that was an easy one. So you have to tell me now the number 47 prospect. <laughs> <laughs> if you were wondering, it's Corbin Carroll from the Diamondbacks, the outfielder. Oh. Okay, so next week on Trevor's prospects game. <laughs> no, I'm joking. So that was that, that's the, the prospects that came out this year. Jason Dominguez has not played a minor league game yet. He's number 38. In the future, he might be the number one prospect. That would not shock me. Oh, there's no rookie ball this year. Thanks to all that stuff, yeah. Thanks to a purge of minor league baseball. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe that's good because he'll start, you know, a higher level. We'll see what he looks like. Yes. Yeah, and you aren't that far from Hudson Valley, closer than me. Yeah. yeah so I you might be able to go up and see him. See I don't have yeah. Trenton anymore. I don't have Staten Island. They, they they stripped everything away from me. I have no minor league baseball memory. Actually, no, no, no. I have um Somerset. That's what the that's Yankees my, are that's now. Is that my league, though? Is that my league? That's double A. Oh, yeah. But he's not going to be double A this year. But maybe he's in Hudson Valley. You know, a lot of hype for guys that ever played a minor league game. And he's yeah, exactly. And you can get there. So I expect you to go there and get some autographs for us. They're allowing fans in, man, this mm-hmm. summer. All right. I, I, I will be – I heard this could be a delayed out of minor league season. Um, I didn't – oh, yes, because they're going to wait for the major leaguers to go, and then they're going to start their spring training when the major leaguers leave. Yeah, so that sounds like a complete mess. But. Yeah. Well, everything, everything's a mess. It's typical Major League Baseball. This is what I don't understand. We are on January 29th. Spring training begins in less than a month. We're about 28 days out. For Christ's sakes, we're almost the start of February. We don't have game times yet. Major, for, game. for spring training and regular season. Wow. One, two, three, four, five, six, 14 teams have released game times for opening day. The other 16, nowhere, nowhere to be seen. Have the Yankees? The Yankees are 1 o'clock. Right now, they're scheduled to be the first game of the year. Uh, and they are home? They're home against the Blue Jays. That's a good game. Oh, of course. The home opener is always the 1 o'clock game. Yeah, yeah. The Mets and Nationals are in Washington. That'll probably be a 1 o'clock game. The Mets have been played Washington a couple times. So, I don't know how Major League Baseball does not have... Game time's out yet, Joe. That's always a uh, that's always a holiday. Is open day, you know. Yes, the, the first home run of the year. Mm-hmm. But you know that's Definitely. always a uh, and I hope and I hope this year we're able to have a you know a full flock stadium for me too. Day. I I want to get there so bad. Would you go up? Oh, definitely. I'd go. Definitely. Listen, put me in the upper. Put me anywhere. I'll sit in the bleachers, upper deck. Get me to Yankee Stadium. I'll be there, any way I can. That's my home show. Uh, I, I love it there. I would go. I'm telling you, man, it's like a holiday, man. It it's, is. It's, it's, it's a tradition. Also, the yeah. first game of spring training is is, is awesome. Well, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> See, you're not but, a spring training nut like I am. Well, you know, the first game of spring training, all right, baseball's back. You know, I'm happy. Yeah, all right. Man. I, 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 I agree. Like, two or three weeks into it, it's a little, like, annoying. All right, let's get on with regular season. I understand. But, you know, my thing is I, I take a look at, you know, prospects – and then for my team, I take a look. You know, this guy. You know, roster he's make or break, make or break on the roster. You know? Right. Keep an eye on this guy. Yeah, it's interesting. And it's always that. And it's always that one. You know, surprise guy that comes out of nowhere has right. a big spring training. Mm-hmm. Remember last year, uh, Rosel Herrera. Yeah, he he almost made the team, by the way. Yeah, well, if it was regular, he would have made the team. I think he. I would have been close. I don't know if he would have made the team. Would have been close. This year, I'd say by like March fifteenth. Like about a, two weeks before the season starts, I'd be getting like, all right, this is an, enough of spring training. Let's get to regular season. The first yeah. couple weeks, exciting. Joe, if you had to predict right now, and maybe do something, who would be your surprise guy that could make the roster for the Yankees? Yeah, maybe Floreal because he hasn't surprise. played above Double A yet. That's your surprise. Yeah, I I I pick him for my surprise. That's not true. He's played in one major league game. But he, but he hasn't played any other minor league baseball. That was just because they had so many injuries in a COVID season. You got a base hit, though. He also struck out three times. Uh, yeah, I mean, He's a bum. Well, I, well, first of all, I mean, you know, the Cavs have been above double A. He didn't play major league baseball last year. And you just call, I mean, that's putting the guy in a tough spot. Mm-hmm. But, you know, would you agree? That's putting the guy in a real tough spot. Yes, yeah, so you like to, like, praise him. I'm not ready to praise him yet. I haven't seen him play. Uh, I'm just I don't saying, play him once. You know, I've st- I've seen him on film. He looks pretty good. Oh, so you're a scout now, too. I'm just. I gotta, <laughs> hey, the Yankees got you know depth. You know, I gotta see what they look like. When the when the Yankees need to know info on a player, they call up Trevor. By the way, is Jason Dominguez gonna be at spring training? I haven't seen the Yankees release that yet. Oh, I hope he is. But that should be coming very soon. 
I hope he is, man. You know why? Like I said before, we can't put him in spring training. I'll put him in the spring training. Yes, yeah, suit up with the big league team. What the hell? Why not? The game, the game doesn't count anyway. Why not? Exactly. See what you have. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yankees and Mets. Good job there. We have one more baseball rumor to discuss. And this was kind of big last night. With the Yankees. Oh, not the Yankees. The Cardinals and Nolan Arenado talking. And Atlanta, I saw too. Atlanta was in on it. They're a little iffy. But the Cardinals are the like the front runners right now. So, yeah. I got to tell you. I buy this report 100%. The Cardinals would do this kind of thing. They do this where they trade for superstars when no one expects them to. When their team is not garbage, but the offense is underwhelming, to say the least. They did it with Goldschmidt a few years ago, and it's been a total success. The Cardinals offense, like I said, is dreadful. They need someone in that lineup to protect Goldie. Well, like I said before, first of all, they've been rumored to get Arenado every time there's been Arenado rumors. Mm-hmm. So they've um, been on, but this this one seems to be a little bit, you know, advanced. Yeah, we'll see. I, I don't know if it's going to happen before spring training, maybe to trade that line. Yeah. But, you know, you know, it seems to be a little bit more serious this time. Would you agree that if the Cardinals somehow pull off a deal for Nolan Arenado, they would have the best corner infield in baseball with Goldschmidt and Arenado on the corners? Yeah. That is, isn't that ridiculous to think about? That is ridiculous. But, you know, what's that rest of the offense? It's, it's hopefully Colton Wong when he comes back. They still haven't resigned him. Other than that, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's it a little sketchy after that. You know how much I hate the Rockies, right? Yeah, you know, Joe's a big anti-Rocky fan. Because they're a disgrace. They refuse <laughs> to send money to surround their superstars. It's embarrassing the sport, and they don't deserve Nolan Arenado. They should have to give well, him up for free to St. Louis, because they don't deserve go him. Go t- tell Major League Baseball that. See what you, you know get. Manfred. You you tell him for me. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not making up asinine calls about that. <laughs> well, add it to the list, because that, that's a good one. Um, anyway. We got a couple more things to get to. That's a good job with the. You want anything else on any other baseball signing? Nope. Just that, you know. A couple weeks out. Training. We're getting close. Oh, I close. can't wait. We're getting there. We're getting there. But let's do a little bit of quarterback news because we have one more week for the Super Bowl. So we'll we'll talk about that kind game of a dull next week. week for football. What's up? Kind of a little bit of a dull week for the NFL. Yeah, we always, get like a little break here. The week the but normally we got the Pro Bowl. Yeah, I don't know how much you enjoy the Pro Bowl, but. Yeah. But normally the week before the Super Bowl is always a little dull. Yeah, well, it's only baseball and hockey. I mean, uh, football and um, yeah, basketball and hockey, All right. which yeah. I guess we'll talk about in a few minutes because that was the only games on. But we better be talking about that. Yo, that we, I, I know you are. You're not angry. I, I, well, no, 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 we'll get into it. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Don't. I, I have some words for you about that. We'll get into that. I, I get to say my piece first. Uh, of course, of course, Trevor. But there's some QB news, and a couple minutes ago, this is before I even did my notes. I was talking about Watson requesting a trade. The new GM and the new head coach, who was the Ravens' special teams coordinator? Assistant. He's an assistant. Right? Assistant. So he's the Ravens' assistant. I don't know how you get you go from assistant to head coach, but I guess anything's possible in the NFL. They said Deshaun Watson's their guy, and they don't want to trade him. They're so, going to trade Dude. Either he's going to sit out, or he's going to get traded. Dude, this thing's going to get ugly real quick. If Deshaun's not on board, it's gonna get real ugly real quick. I don't blame him for wanting to trade. If you ask, me. I don't. I don't either. But if the organization is gonna say you're not going anywhere, you're staying here, you think Deshaun Watson is gonna take too kindly to that? Nope. No shot. <laughs> so three teams have been interested on in him that we know of: the Dolphins, the Jets, and according to some sources in the NFL, the Bears. But Joe, I've heard that the Giants have made calls about Watson. Oh, are are you serious? I didn't see that. Yeah, I saw an Instagram post. It had all the team's logos who have made calls about Deshaun Watson. The Giants are one of the logos. Good, good. I would take Deshaun Watson over Daniel Jones in a heartbeat. I, I, that's not like serious calls because I haven't heard anything else right. since. But but they have been in communication. The, um, they should they, they should get him. I'm telling you, man. Watson on the Giants, 100%. I would take it. Oh, me too. Easy. I think you'd you'd have a hard time finding Giants fans who would rather. Daniel Jones over Deshaun Watson. And it's not even me. I've been one of the biggest Daniel Jones supporters on the show, uh, or not even on the show, uh, as a Giants fan. And I'd take you know, Deshaun Watson. Joe would, Joe would like it. I would love it if they would have got Watson. Dude, I'd be so happy. Because you don't even need a number one wide receiver with Deshaun Watson. What he's worked with in Houston without Deshaun, or without DeAndre Hopkins, he can get it done without. I know. I tell you, two first rounds and Jones. Would you take that? He, they want three first rounds on a player. Three first rounds in Jones. Would you take that? 
I'm telling you, man, I, I would be, you know, if he needed to go over to his house, I would actually help him pack his bags. Me too. I'll go with you. I'll, I'll drive the U-Haul. You can pack the truck the bags in. Well, no, because I, I would say nasty remarks to you. Why don't you, why don't you, why don't you pack up? I, I, I will drive the U-Haul. <laughs> okay. Because Joe thinks he's a decent quarterback. I, I don't think he is. So Who you, did, you oh, you're, oh, you're going to help Daniel Jones pack? I thought you yeah. meant help the Sean Watson move. I said I'll help the Sean no, Watson move. Help him pack. I'll be first in line. <laughs> All right, Daniel, and we get that few. Let's head outside. <laughs> so, out of the three interesting teams, which one do you think I should get to? The Dolphins, or Jets, or the Bears? Jets. Why? I, I just got that. You and me just have a gut feeling. Mm-hmm. I, I just had that. A part of me, I, I agree with the Jets, but a part of me really thinks the Dolphins. No, they got to it. They don't need him. But, okay, the Giants have Daniel Jones. They don't need him. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we can we, yes, we yes, use yes, it. The, the Jets have Sam Darnold. We can use it uh, argue for anyone. Sam Darnold's a little different. He's awful, Sam Darnold. Right, but when the Dolphins and Daniel are... Daniel Jones all... is bad, too, so that's a little mm-hmm. different, too. Oh, mm-hmm, yeah. We, sure, we have, we have months to argue. Oh, this, this is my time off from arguing Daniel Jones with you. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's, it's my time but, off. But, you know, I'm just saying, Tua, you know, he's a lot more upside than those guys. Right, but... Two was not so good. Yeah, but Tua, you know, has led them to, you know, uh, almost a playoff spot. Closer than Jones and Donald. Well, I mean, the thing with the Dolphins is they have the Texans pick, but will the Dolphins give up the number three pick when they have a quarterback in place to do it? I don't know, man. I, I don't know. It's... It's going to be very tricky. Interesting to see what yeah. happens. All right. And then also Matt Stafford. I've heard his destinations are Indy, San Francisco, the Rams, and the Cowboys. That's what I heard on first take. What do you think about that? I Is it Indy? New, uh, what was the San other Francisco. San Francisco. Okay. The Rams and the Cowboys. Rams and the Cowboys. Um, I think he goes to Indy. You're not going to question the Cowboys on that list? I know. I, I expect that, you know. Dak Prescott, I expect him to be on the list. We don't know what they're doing with Dak. No, but I expect him to be on the list. I would say Indy. I agree with you there. Because they have a team in place. He's not like old Matt Stafford. He's like 32. So he's old now in the NFL. But with a quarterback who's all right, you'd agree Matt Stafford's not like crazy good. But he's he's decent. He's decent. He's He's good enough. I think a quarterback like that would fit well in Indy. And he's on a pretty good team-controlled contract that Indy can squeeze him into their cap space. Yes. Yeah. All right, so anything else you want to add on football? No. All right, so what do you want to do next? Uh, basketball or hockey? I want to go to basketball. All right, so you want to start with the Lakers or Nets? Well, we're going to start with the Lakers, first of all. We'll okay. Get to your Nets go, in a minute. go ahead. Have fun, Trevor. First of all, Joe, <laughs> I am embarrassed at anything else. Mm-hmm. Because, you know... I have, you know, a championship caliber team has to lose to the Pistons. And by the way, the Pistons have had a great week. They beat the Sixers and the Lakers. Worst the team way. in the league. But they, they had a great week. They beat the top two teams in each conference. Worst team in the league. I'm just I'm just saying facts. Worst team in the league. But you have to account, you know, the fact is also they had no Embiid. They had to play against Embiid and AD. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that, that's right to them. I am more embarrassed that... You can only put up 34 points in the second half against the Pistons. <laughs> or, you know, all right, the Sixers game, they play really tough. They just, you know, you know, the guy just made a great play in the end. You know, that, that happens. So stuff happens mm-hmm. like that. Again, if, the, if Tobias Harris misses that shot, maybe it's a little bit of a different conversation would happen because mm-hmm. they won that game against the Sixers if he misses that shot. But my thing is, is that I'm not mad about the Sixers loss because, you know, they play really, you know, they came all the way back. You know, the guy just made a great play. Wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah. That was, that was uh, Tobias Harris. Yeah, I'm talking about AD played great defense. Guy just made a great shot. Nothing you could do about that. AD's got to get on the court, by the way. He, he does. I'm going to get yeah, to that point I mean, in a minute, too. You just get, stop stealing my thunder here? Get on the stop court. Stop my thunder? <laughs> um, but the, 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 the Sixers loss bothered me, obviously, a close game. But, you know, it was a close game. It bothered me as much, the, the Sixers loss. The Pistons loss, that bothered me a lot, man. I, I was embarrassed. I was like, you know... This is our, this is the talent we have on the court, and we can't beat the Pistons. And now, you know, we don't score for seven, eight minutes. I, I, I didn't. I felt. I feel. I was mad, but I felt more embarrassed. I just wanted to roll up the covers and call the night. 
and call it a day and say, you know, I'm not going out today. I'm just staying in. I want to know how you're not angry about this. Well, I'm, I'm more <clears throat> embarrassed to say I'm a Laker fan. That I you're not angry that Anthony Davis is playing less time than a 37-year-old LeBron James? Well, you're not angry that you lost to one of the worst teams we've ever seen in the Eastern Conference? First of all, first of all if he has a legitimate injury, he's got a legitimate injury. If he does. No, no, I mean, but still, he's playing less games. I agree with that. And, you know, I don't mind him sitting in the back-to-back. I don't mind it as much because it's early part of the season. I don't, that point doesn't bother me as much. But he, need, but he does, does need to get back on the court. The Utah Jazz have jumped over you guys now. Thanks. But, yeah, it's really, again, <laughs> the top of the conference is very close right now. I mean, you know, sure. one game. It's early in the season, Joe. You know, right, right, I, under, right. I understand that, but that's that's about as an, an embarrassing loss as you're ever going to see. I agree it's a very embarrassing loss. You know, I, I, I just felt, you know, more embarrassing. You know, I, I felt right. embarrassed that, right. you know, I was rooting for that team that lost to the Pistons. Can I also like, say know, this? I think Joel Joe, Embiid is, is so far the MVP. Yes. But Joe, yeah. every team has their losses that are embarrassing. Oh, in the believe me, I know, I know better than you do. So, believe me. <laughs> so, it, so Joe, it happens sometimes. It happens. Right. All right. Um. All right. Again, maybe for me, you know, I'm more relaxed because I because they won a championship last year, mm-hmm. and you're and you're you know you're more of a hothead because you know there's you know because you didn't. They made they made one of the worst trades I've ever seen. Yeah. All right, you got that point. <laughs> but, but, but my thing is just Joe is is that I'm mad. You know, I'm not happy. I think it's an embarrassment. Uh-huh. But my thing is that you know they lost two straight, and you know I, I think people are a little bit overreacting a little bit. Is my thing. Also, remember I said the Utah Jazz jumped over you. Yeah. So have the Clippers. I, I that's the other point that bothered me too. The Clippers <laughs> have no stars, and they or the Heat can't score. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, um but, that, you know, that's another point. And we need to take the Clippers seriously. And we need to oh, take yeah. the Jazz seriously. Well, without Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, they're, they're cl- as close to a lottery team as I've ever seen. But, but, I would say this. I think people are overreacting a little bit. With the Clippers? No, or the Lakers. with the Lakers. Like, I mean, two, two losses are two losses. But after a game like that, how are you not embarrassed? I mean, how are you not angry? I am angry. But my thing is, is that people are saying, you know, oh, you know, the Lakers, they're not the... I saw a couple of people. They're not the favorites to win anymore. And this and that. <laughs> that, that, I, you gotta make joke. That's a little. Ridiculous. We're at game twenty, and they're <laughs> the Lakers aren't finals contenders anymore. But but you gotta make joke. That that's a little ridiculous. It is. It is. I uh, you know you know everybody has their bad losses. You know uh-huh. you know you know people have off nights. You know it happens. Yeah. You know I'm I'm not as mad about the six loss because that was a close game. Right. And they made a great comeback. And you know right. the guy just made a great shot. Right. So, you know, that loss I can understand. Every better. team is going to have their losses, like you said. I understand that you may be embarrassed, but if that was me, I'd just be angry. I'm more angry than embarrassed. I'm embarrassed because, you know, a defending champion lose to a 4-14 and team. That, that's my point I'm trying to make. Mm-hmm. And it's not the way that you lost. It's the way we lost. It wasn't like a close game. Right. We got blown out in the fourth quarter. It's not like that's the Nets because I don't, I, I don't have much to play with the Nets. They've won three in a row. But the games they've played have been extremely close. Whether it's yeah. who, who who have they played the the, the Heat or the before Hawks. this the Cavs the Hawks, Hawks. but Joe, the game's I, always close. Yeah, but Joe, here's what I would tell you, Joe. Yeah, I, I expect a big response in Saturday against Boston. Well, you, you got the spotlight on you. The first I ABC do, Saturday of the year. But Joe LeBron, he didn't look happy, and I would want to be in that locker room after that loss. Mm, oh, oh boy, LeBron's not happy. Oh no. What are we gonna well, do? Call, call the president. Ask, what are we gonna do? Let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. Would you be happy if you were to start playing on that team? What happened? If I lost to the Detroit Pistons, no, I'd quit playing basketball. <laughs> That's how embarrassing. But Joe, it is. but Joe, yeah. I, wouldn't you agree? I expect a, a major response on Saturday. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I don't know, but I, I guess they're angry. I, I, I would, I would expect them to win the game on Saturday after what happened. I don't. I, I can't predict the win, dude, but. I'm telling you, man. If I I would go to FanDuel right now, but the Lakers minus the line. Okay. Are they favorites? Uh, that line hasn't come out yet, but I would assume they're favorites. They have to be favorites. I can't see that. And if AD, if everybody's healthy and playing, I bet the Lakers minus. If AD's not playing, then uh, right. I'm not sure. Anything else on the Lakers? Uh, the only thing I would say is, to Joe, I you agree that they look like a team yesterday that was tired and at the end of a long road trip. They're like, yeah, they're like an old team too. Old men playing oh. basketball. 
I could we, you know. we could we could have played me and you could have played them better in I, a in a, in a, in a, in a park game. In, in, yeah, in, in, yeah. But you know, off a back to back, you know, with COVID restrictions and you've been away from home that long, you know, eventually, eventually that gets to you. Embarrassing. It is embarrassing. embarrassing. You know, I I'm gonna have to roll up the covers and call it a day. But you know, <laughs> but but you know, I was happy with the with the with the hockey game later on that cheered me up a little bit. Oh yeah, how'd they do? I didn't see them. I didn't see them. They won um four one man. Pedersen and Besser nice. the goals. Besser, uh, you know, a sweep against the Senators. You know, I don't think the Senators are that good, but right. But, but you know, but like you know said, what it is? When you guys play, you either win by a lot or you lose by a lot. Yep. There's been and no middle ground yet. Joe, I think we're 500 now. Mm-hmm. I think. You're, are you back um, though? You started off pretty slow. Yeah, but Joe, like I said before, you know, we beat the Senators. We're not that good, but maybe this is what the team needed. Maybe a, a confidence builder. Maybe. You That's know, what the Nets had a couple hope- days ago. Hopi and Demko play. You know they played well in the series. You know maybe maybe for a team who struggled a bit, maybe all they need is a confidence. That's what I think the yeah. Nets got against Atlanta the other day when they went to overtime. And in overtime, Jeff Green came out, and he was probably the best player on the court at the time. So the Nets, if you want to call it a confidence booster, definitely got it there. And maybe the Canucks got the same thing too. Yeah, it's possible. And they got a and they, and they got a big game set in the early season game at Winnipeg. Yeah, good rivalry there. Yeah, it is. So you know, that'll be interesting. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe we're starting to turn the corner. Maybe that's what they need. Maybe it's po- it's possible. And, and all pe- on JT Miller's back, and all the people from the COVID are back too. So that will certainly help. Right. So maybe that's what they needed. You know, it's certainly possible. So I was happy. You know, against Ottawa, they were scoring goals left and right. Right. I was no good. No, like I said before, Joe. Maybe that's what. Maybe that's what they needed. Maybe. Hey, you never know. Those are Trevor's teams. Lakers lost embarrassingly, and the Canucks won in in, in considerable fashion. So, who who you got next? Is the Canucks or Lakers next? Lakers are Saturday. Probably the Canucks probably played before that. Canucks are Saturday. T- well, I, oh, okay. well, they, well, Canucks just played uh, like three in a row, so they're not gonna yeah. play for fourth in a row. Okay. Um, I think tonight there's only like one NHL game on the whole. Yes, league. it is. There is only one. Columbus. Yeah, I think it's Chicago, right? Yes. So uh, all the local hockey teams are off. Yes, but the Rangers had a big win last night. Thrilling. Uh, your man there. Lafreniere. Overtime goal. Lafreniere gets his first overtime goal. And I I tend to get frustrated with them. And you can ask, I was watching with a couple friends last night. You, It's it's obvious that I was getting frustrated and angry. Because halfway through the third period, I was ready to turn the channel off. I was predicting a loss. But you know what? They're so young. Lafreniere is 19 years old. Keandre Miller is 20 years old. I can't get upset with the their teenage their kids. They they're not even legal adults. I mean they're not they're not of legal age to drink yet. Huh. Here. So like you I can't get upset with them yet. They're so young and inexperienced. It'll it'll come with more playing time. I completely understand that. I have to I have to accept that. You you know, I'm a hothead. I need to I need to calm down after these losses. And I'm the exact opposite of a hothead. Yes. I'm a very calm person. Well, you don't get angry enough when you need to, like last night. <sighs> I, I, again, last time I was more embarrassed right. than angry. I was angry, but you know, Joe. But, but when I lose a bad game, I get mad. But I'm more, you're more of a hothead than I am. Right. Oh, definitely. See, see, the problem is I don't think I get angry enough, and you get too angry. <laughs> well, there's no, there's no middle ground. No, there's not. There's either me screaming or you, or you. Well, the Lakers lost, and, and I'm embarrassed that the Lakers lost. <laughs> there's like no in between. <laughs> but, but yeah. But, but Joe, one thing I'd say about the Rangers is you know. Uh, it's gonna take, like I said before, there's gonna be some growing pains. With oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. And you know, we'll see what happens. But the, all the local hockey's off tonight. Yes. Knicks are off tonight, right? Yep. Only the Nets tonight. Only the Nets at Thunder, eight o'clock, right? We got the spotlight. No, the Knicks are Knicks are on tonight. I think they're playing the Pacers. Knicks are on tonight. Pacers. What's this? Is it the twenty ninth? Twenty ninth. Uh, Cleveland. Joe. in Cleveland. In Cleveland, but then on Nets and Thunder, and then now, now Joe's got a little bit of the later games tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, me, me and Trevor did a switch. When when you get to see seven o'clock games, it's like night and day. Like, what the heck is this? Yeah, when Joe sees eight o'clock, eight o'clock games are early for me. Joe, eight o'clock games are late. I'm, I'm exhausted at halftime. <laughs> but uh, Joe, what, what do you think about tonight? I think the Nets are around a nine point favorite. The last time I checked, I would take the I would take the uh, the Thunder. The Nets are playing oh, yeah. close games after close game after close game. Wait. You know, the, the Thunder on paper, they don't have a lot of talent, Joe. You know, they have mediocre talent. Right, but they're they a motivated hard. team. They play hard. They're not going to quit. No. You got to appreciate that out of, a, out of a bad team. Yeah. Right? You know, 
The only thing I would just say, Joe, is even though you're on a winning streak three in a row, the defense still looks shaky. Right. It does. I mean, it's it's going to be shaky unless they make some sort of move. But they're not a defensive building team. Right. And I understand I understand that. Maybe, I mean, maybe JaVale McGee will provide a little bit of so, depth. I don't know. Yeah. So, Joe, give me your final score prediction tonight. tonight. Let's see. Let's go. I'm going to put numbers. I'm going to say 130, 122. You see, the thing is to me that Thunder is not a great offensive team. Mm-hmm. But against the Nets uh, but, defense, I mean, uh, I'm gonna go with the Nets win. You know, one thirteen, one oh six. Wow. So, so you have the, 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 the Thunder taking the well, covering. Well, yeah, minus nine plus, uh, plus, plus nine um, and a half. Yeah, plus nine and a half. So it's gonna be close. I yeah. think the Thunder just covered. All right, and Trevor, you know what it's time for? I want to hear about the carnival. So uh, I, I am gonna go ahead and mute my mic and I'm I'll well, I'll come back on well, in a second. First first of all, Joe, yeah, is that you know the reason why we had such a uh, a short show today is that we had never uh, we had no football today. Yeah, well, cause well even for sure we're at, we're at fifty minutes now. Well, imagine months, we had a football game to break though we'd we'd be here for oh, three hours. Gosh, Joe, we'll be here for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead, give me give me some insight on the carnival. Did the did the powdered donuts get there yet? Uh, well, that was last week. You missed oh, okay. out. Dang it. Maybe next week. <laughs> maybe, maybe next week, man. Maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> but uh, well, I'll tell you this: we had, we had a, a really good day. We had six races, not seven. Um, it was a good uh, second day. Well, we'll start with the uh, first race. We had the second challenge round for the Arabians that went in, in the first. Race. If you're curious, there's a difference between Arabians and thoroughbreds. If you're just curious. Um. In the first race, we had the seven who won. That was French dude. He, he, he was coming off a win earlier in a lower class and was prepping for this. So he gets he gets the big win. The horse that was second to five, he went, he won the first round. But he was second in the second round. So he's obviously going to be moving on. And, of course, you know this is all to the build because they got a big Arabian race on the big night. So that's all with the buildup in the first. Second race. We had um, a trial race on it. We were going on the dirt. First race we were on the dirt. And uh, it was the one, by the way, that Uruguay uh, struck for the first time in the carnival. Go Uruguay. And, yeah, yeah, first time. You know, that, you know, four for five. Horses four for five in his career. He looked uh, he looked really good. You know, came you know flying late, way out of the clouds. You know, he was good. The horse that was second, the 15, 15, um, he, he wasn't bad at all, you know, you know, coming off, uh, the 1000 trial, dropping into another trial race, you know, from third to second, you know, he's got a, you know, promising, uh, on his hands, you know, potentially. So we'll see what happens there. Our third race, we had the Zabil turf. That was a mile and a quarter. That was our first turf race of the day. And, but by the way, Joe, I just have to say this out. I have to say one thing. The Godolphin, the owner, uh-huh. ran one, two, three, four, five, six. Nice. Top six. So, by the way, I've never seen that before from an owner. Running, I've seen one, two. From a one, an owner? Se- no, owner, owner. Owner, okay, got it. One through the the same owner ran top six. That was that was unbelievable. That's pretty good. Yeah, and the same and the trainer, Charlie Alpe, he ran one, two, three. Wow. So, so yeah, so the fifteen got the win. Here, Joe, and you know he was the horse that you know last two starts he didn't look so great, but he was obviously from, he was off he had a race since two, so obviously there were some issues. Time off, he came back, he won, so I, I can forgive him the last two starts. There was obviously some issues. The ten, uh, he was second. He was, he was pretty good too, you know. He, you know he was off since July, so obviously he had an issue too. So I noticed I, we've seen horses who had issues coming off, you know, decent performances in that. The the fourth race was the uh, Kate Brody. That was a group two, and our winner was number one. And you know he was you know in this class you know right around this class the last time. A lot of seconds, wins, thirds. So he's a consistent type of horse that will give you a good performance every time. And then we moved to our fifth race. That was the UAE One Thousand and uh, Soft Whisper, who won the trial, won the uh, actual race, and he is now four for six in her career and this looks like a real promising horse you know maybe maybe kentucky oaks first friday in may day before the kentucky day maybe comes to the u.s we'll see with covid restrictions 
the the three were stirred. Uh, by the way, that you know the horse coming off a, a first lifetime start with a win. She just made a mess at the start. She you know spotted the field uh, by half the track and actually got second. So it actually wasn't a bad performance after after uh, a disastrous start. And in our last race, we had a handicap rating ninety to one hundred five to close out. And the three had a a nice victory. You know, all since October, and you know couple nice w- of 2019 by the way so over a year and a half wow layoff couple couple nice wins you know it's pretty impressive to do over your layoff to come back and win like that so that was a uh, impressive win so joe that's all i got man so far pretty I, good. Know. Yeah, pretty I, gotta good. T- I gotta tell you dude i i told you this last week too i really like when you do these horse racing segments because i've gotten like really into it over the past year or so so, and you're like kind of an expert on it. So I've, you know, I've taken a liking to it. And I learn a lot when you, when you talk about it. So thank you, Trevor. No, no problem, man. And if anybody's curious, if you want a preview of next week, we have six races. Again, we have the Maidan Cup, a listed race on the turf in the first. Uh, then we have the UAE 2000. This is for the boys. The boys. The boys. Third race, we got the Group 3 Firebreak uh, Stake. That's a, I don't know why they gave that name, but. You know, just the way it happens. Or fourth race is the Maidan Classic Trial back on the turf. Fifth race, the Dubai Sprint run the turf again. And the sixth race, you have a handicap rating 90 to 105 on the dirt. So that's what next week is coming up. Very good. Next Thursday, Trevor will have the next round of the Dubai Carnival. Right? Yep, you know, right? Joe, I'm, yep, we're getting closer and closer to the big day on yep. March 28th. So. Yeah, is that the final? That's the big day. That's the World Cup goes with 12 million. Nice. A real big day. So. Nice. So, good job on the carnival stuff. We'll hit more on that next week when the other round happens. The third, what do you call it? The third round or third week? What, what, is, it, what is it? Third week. Third week. Got it. So, the third week happens. So, two more things we got to get to, Trevor, before we head out of here. We had the Hall of Fame ballot come out for Major League Baseball, and it included no one for the first time in a couple of years. And so 2013, right? 2013, yeah. And I'm just going to say it. Schilling Bonds Clemens should be in. It's embarrassing that they're not. Uh, I would say I definitely agree with you that Kurt Schilling should uh-huh. be in there. That that's an embarrassment how he's not uh, in it there. It is. And now he he also th- he also wants to back out. He's not too happy with that. I wouldn't blame him for that either. He might get in with the veterans committee though. They kinda like him. Yeah, but the, but you know, I don't know about Bonds and the uh, Yeah, you think you think they're cheaters. Yeah, that's crossing the line, but Chilling should definitely be in. And Bonds and uh, Clemens will be interesting next year until they get to 75%. Yeah, I think next year they do. It's going to be very close, man. Yeah, but, you know, over the last couple years, we've seen guys who have been on the ballot for a while. Yeah, Larry Walker, Edgar Martinez. Edgar Martinez had some scandal. They didn't want a DH in the Hall of Fame. But in in one of the last, I don't know if it was the last, I know Larry Walker's was the 10th year. But with Bonds and Clemens' 10th year coming up, they might vote him in because they feel guilty about him, because they want him we'll in. See. I we'll kind of hope so. He, they deserve to be in. You can't, you can't have the whole of the the all time home runs leader not in the Hall of Fame. Oh, of course you can. <laughs> we're not, we're not, we're not doing this today, Trevor. I don't know but, what you're saying, but you make it like it's a rule against that. It's not a rule against that. But well, well, they deserve to be in. <sighs> nah, pure talent, <laughs> pure talent. Uh, all right. Pure help. You remember 100%. on remember on Monday, I said that I forgot what I was going to talk about. Yeah, I remembered and I wrote it down. It was um, uh, Hank Aaron, and that is passing oh. last week. So I wanted to I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Joe, a giant, a baseball giant, mm-hmm. an American giant, a bet a, a, a really really he left, right, just just. No worries, just a sad to lose him, man. It is, but a great life, great player, everything great he life, went through, yeah. But uh, one one of the best of all time in your mind, still the home run leader. My mind, still the home run. Yeah. Thing. Um. So, just you know, great life for Hank Aaron. You know, he's he was he was he is one of the best, one of the best all around players. He stole a lot of bases. He got triples. But he also hit home yeah. runs. He also got hits. All around good baseball player. So, anything else, Trevor? On anything. The only thing I would say is, Joe, the Thunder's taking big money. They've gone from nine down to seven, by the way. Since we since we started talking about this, since we just came on, so the Thunder have been taking a heavy 
That's smart. Heavy toll. It's smart, though. A heavy toll. Uh, Joe, one thing I would say, if you're looking for my NBA best bet tonight, Ooh, it's, here. it's Clippers at Magic. Kawhi and KP or uh, Kawhi and uh, PG are going to be back. Clippers minus six and a half against the Magic. That's my best bet. That's a good one. I had to. So, that's all we got. You get Oh, you can't get me on Twitter anymore because I'm banned. But Why you get banned? I, I don't know. It's nothing politics related. I don't do any more politics on Twitter. I don't know, you know what it could have you know been. Why you got, it's Joe, it's you killing know why me. Johnny, you know why you got banned? Why? Because you like Daniel Jones. That's why. <laughs> Would you ban me if I like Daniel Jones on Twitter? No. <laughs> but, 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 but maybe Mark Zuckerberg is a big anti-Daniel Jones fan. So. If that, I, listen, I, just, I don't know why I, I, I'm off. but Joe, Joe is not happy. Right you, you can't reach me on Twitter anymore at Joe Ross underscore. So, I never had Twitter. So. No, Trevor's never been on Twitter. Trevor, we got to plug your Instagram now. So find Trevor Markowski on Instagram. That's going to be the new closing because I had no Twitter. There's nothing to plug at the end. So you get you get Trevor on Instagram at Trevor Markowski or something like that. I don't know. Go find him. I'll tell you next week. Man. Yeah, maybe next week. But this has been the MDM Podcast.